Hello and welcome to Handball in Numbers, the Handballytics podcast. My name is Mark Hawkins and I'm joined again by Julian Rooks. Hello, Julian. Hi, Mark. We're taking a look at day six uh, of the women's competition and the game we're, we're taking a bit of a closer look today was Montenegro versus Norway. Norway ran out 35, 23 winners, uh, Ivanka Radicevic uh, scoring six for Montenegro and both uh, Henny Reistad and Nora Merck scoring seven for, for Norway. And today we're looking at the performance of the goalkeepers. The one statistic that we're looking at is, well, it's not nothing new. I don't think that I have to introduce it. It's just simply the, the save percentage, which is the saves divided by all shots that were on, on target on goal. And then the second statistic that we're looking at is what I call goalkeeper efficiency, which is the saves divided by the expected saves. And expected saves is pretty much calculated like expected goals where we talked yesterday about, but also reflects where on the goal the, the shot goes to. Okay, so today we're joined by Rasmus Van Beek, uh, assistant coach in Tunuska, formerly assistant coach also in Aarhus United, both in Denmark and also with the Chinese national women's team as an assistant and goalkeeper coach as well. So hello, Rasmus, how are you? Well, I'm fine, thank you. I'm uh, very excited to be to be here and uh, talk a little bit the uh, statistic and be a little bit geeky about it. So <laughs> I'm looking forward. Good, good, good to have you. Um, first off, I mentioned there your assistant coach, but you work uh, heavily with the goalkeepers and heavy experience working as a goalkeeper coach and, and analyst as well. How how do you evaluate your, your goalkeepers and goalkeeping uh, performance? Uh, what statistics do you measure and pay attention to? You know, we, we feel sometimes that save percentage itself can not tell the whole story. Uh, you know, what's your opinion? How do, how do you work with it? Um, of course, we use the percentage. And it's like, you know, an, an easy, easy uh, thing to just look, look at and say, has it been a good game or a bad game? But when we evaluate more heavily, we look down in situations also. Um, but maybe for me, the most important thing when we evaluate the goalkeepers is that we have some some rules we look at statistics from the shooters and we look at patterns and stuff like that and if a goal is conceived in a pattern and something we have prepared then i will be more mad than if we can see the goal that's not a, a part of our um, statistic analysis before the game Mm -hmm. And so, of course, in, when we are in game situations right now, it's mostly the percentage we look at. But afterwards, we evaluate how, how did we manage to, to succeed on the things we have prepared before the game. And also, again, look of how did it fit? So how did the game fit with our preparation? But I... I agree with you, uh, Mark, that it's too easy just to look at the percentage because you also have to, to look at the situations. Where do you conceive the goals? Uh, is it one of those days where you have no defense? Uh, then it's hard to you know, blame the goalkeepers. Or when we were in, in China and you get uh, 30 fast breaks uh, down in your head as a goalkeeper, then it's, it's not fair to just look at the percentage um, yeah. 
but I, I think that you as in game situations right now, that's probably the tool we use when we decide to you know change uh, the rhythm of the game with changing yeah, goalkeepers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of really interesting things to pick up on there. And just firstly, talk about our experience in China and a lot of fast breaks against and, and things like this. So in that sense, is it more helpful to consider then, you know, the quality of the shot? So if, you know, we have 20 fast breaks against us, we might expect, I don't know, three or four saves if we're lucky. But if we have 29 meter shots, we might be expecting 10, 12 saves. So we have to account for that. When you're, especially in the, in the Danish league, you're playing a lot of equal matches with equal teams, there's probably not many times you have a big difference like that. So do you think in that sense that sometimes actually the save percentage, although there's lots of ways it can be misleading, mm. if you're playing games with equal quality teams, actually it's maybe not as bad as we think it might be sometimes? Yeah, it could be, but... Also, in, again, in also in the Danish league, you said that it's it's um, it's a tough league because a lot of the teams are so competitive. But there's also different kind of styles. Also in the Danish league, there's team who's who runs a lot of fast breaks and take what maybe I will believe is a more risk shots and make more technical mistakes. And when we play against those teams, sometimes the percentage is maybe a little bit higher because, as yeah. you said, the quality of the shots mm-hmm. are not that good. Um, you can also play against some teams in the Danish league who plays uh, slow and very um, um, structured. And that's where, you know, the preparation before the game for the goalkeepers are, are important again because when you play very structured, we can also an- uh, analyze where will the shots probably come yeah. where it's a little bit uh, difficult uh, sometimes with uh, some of the other teams because yeah it's it's like uh, sometimes it's uh, the first man over the middle uh, he takes a shot do you, do you go as far as to not set a target because we can't say okay we know this player might shoot here and we prepared for this we can't say it's going to happen five times in a game so we should have this many saves but you, you know when you when you go back and analyze after, do you almost sort of say, well, we saved 80% of the ones we should have saved? Do you go that deep or do you just... No, I wish we could. But again, it's it's like maybe handball is still, you know, a, a small sport. I know me and Jan, we have discussed that we will uh, love having a guy like Julian to, you know, <laughs> go deep in the games and provide me and Jan with a shitload of uh, statistics because we love it, but we don't have the time or we don't have the resources. Between you and me and all the listeners, sometimes when we can use the the Danish uh, logging system and we can use their percentages, but we actually don't always believe that it's true because who is it who is logging? It's one guy in, in one town and another guy, and there's no common rules. So it will be perfect that you have your own guy who can, so you get the same yeah, every yeah. time. What you mentioned there is, well, the, the problem in pretty much uh, even the Bundesliga in Germany, that coaches say, well, I don't know who's who's doing, or I know, or maybe even I know the guy who's doing it, and I know that I can't believe this guy. So the quality, I don't want to say that it's bad. Uh, I think it's, Altogether, it's good, 
but it's it's it differentiates between like teams or between well, the guys that are keeping the stats but i think well, what will be an improvement in the future is um, numbers that are tracked by chip the players wear or chips that well that are in a ball and whatever where, where it's well, tracked automatically and um, an idea that i have is a model of expected saves which just is looks at where the shots are from from which area which are the, the raw areas that are in the play by play by the ihf and also where on the goal the ball goes to the shot goes to so for example it says that from nine meters if it's uh, in the middle uh, right on the goal, the percentage is, I don't have numbers in front of me right now, know. but let's say it's 22% that the goalkeeper saves it. And I think this could be, especially if we have the one day, the, the better data where automatically we have the, the shooting positions and where the ball goes to, that this could be, I think, even the perfect way to evaluate goalkeepers. Of course, there's always the tactical aspect, what you mentioned before, that if you uh, prepare for a player and you expect then the goalkeeper to save the shots, if, if he always shoots at the same, from the same position to the same spot. But for example, um, well, you can then evaluate the expected saves and the actual saves um, by these percentages that I calculated. And for example, for today's game between Norway and Montenegro, the simple save percentage was uh, 30% of the Norwegian goalkeepers, which is obviously not bad, but not exciting good. But when I looked at the expected saves and the actual saves, it was 33% higher than expected because Montenegro took very good shots. They had a lot of breakthroughs and fast breaks, but they didn't make any of their fast breaks and breakthroughs because the, the Norwegian goalkeeper saved them. So these were very, very hard shots to save, but they did it. Well, they, they didn't have the end such a high save percentage itself. It they were 33% high. better than, than expected, yeah. which is actually extremely good. It's the second best uh, number in the, yeah. in the whole tournament. So I think that obviously the data might be not 100% perfect, but I think that this could really be a, a thing that helps to evaluate goalkeepers better. Yeah, I agree that if we yeah. could track, you know, the ball and it has touched the hand, okay, then we can see that was a save. That it was a save, I don't know if, if that's possible, but then it would be better. I, I can see the, the things with the, you know, the expected save and, and stuff like that. But again, I'm, I'm back. When I evaluate my goalkeepers, I would rather have them to make, you know, the two expected saves instead of two non-expected saves. Mm -hmm. Because for me... Of course, uh, a fast break save is good for the morale of the team and stuff like that. But it's actually even worse for the the defenders if they see goals get conceived in what we will call expected saves. But I like the idea that you can. I actually I love the idea that you can get a a percentage in 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 the game spots situation and the percentage of saving the saving the shot. And I also love that uh, you can go deep in, in analysis. Where do we like to have the shot? Because here is the best opportunity for a save. But I also believe in the goalkeepers also have to, you know, use the gut feeling. I think that's the right word in English. They have yeah. to use their experience. And the, and the statistic and the analysis has to be, you know, something to help them. I normally say to my goalkeepers, if you believe there's no block or anything 
why don't you just go for what we have prepared for? Yeah, yeah. I, I can actually sometimes live with when they say, um, but there was a perfect block for the for the right corner. That's why I went for the left. But I'm I'm going crazy in my head when one of my goalkeepers says that ah, there was no uh, block uh, for the defender. So yeah. so I just did it. Uh, this and I said, yeah, but if there's no help, then for God's sake, use the statistics and just go to the side we have agreed on instead of going to the opposite and yelling at the defense. Well, in the end, probably no statistic is perfect. Yeah, um, that's obviously always um, always a thing, but it might be just an improvement or or maybe not even an improvement, but a, a second important statistic to, to look at besides the simple uh, safe percentage. I agree. And we are, and every team, every club, every player is looking for, you know, that one extra exactly. percent. Mm -hmm. So if it can give me one extra percent, uh, then you can always uh, get in every player to, to take, you know, take it in and use it. There are so many good handball players. There are so many good teams. So if we can find that little bit of edge uh, at some point, that will, as you both know, that one save can be crucial for yeah. for yeah. A, a handball match. Uh, yeah, I think there's just an interesting thing to uh, pick up on. It's that it shows massively the difference sometimes between stats and and feelings and things on the court because you said there that um, you know when it's a goal you should save and from nine meters the defense has made a block. Sometimes it can impact the emotions if it goes in when we should save it. And the same with the fast break is that sometimes, okay, we don't expect them to save it. So we don't, you know, it's a big lift when they do. But, you know, from a statistical point of view, sometimes that if, you know, if you give every shot a probability, penalties, seven meters is, yeah, 75, 76% likelihood, fast breaks above 70. From nine meters, about 30% or whatever. And because there's more from nine meters and less from, what we call, you know, 100% chances sometimes. If you save those six or seven from seven meters, whatever, you quite possibly give yourself a better chance to win. Yeah. If you know what I mean? But, you know, that's the difference is that actually, okay, numbers can show us so much, but actually how one incident impacts the rest of the players on the court. Okay, it's great if it takes them up, but sometimes if it takes them down, it's it can have much more of an impact than... The numbers suggest yeah. they might. Yeah, I, I agree, and that's and that's where you know again, this, all the statistic is a good tool, but mm. but I think a lot of the time it's also the mentality, and especially for me in team sports because we all know that if a, one guy is down, he can actually pull the whole team mm -hmm. uh, down mm -hmm. um, just by his attitude and his, his stuff like that, and and that's where the I believe that the goalkeepers are crucial because they are like in their own um, yeah, on the court. Yeah. And that's why I love when we have a goalkeeper coach and stuff like that on the bench, because he can always be the the partner of a, of the goalkeeper um, where all the, the field players, they have, you know, they have each other all the time and, and uh, maybe depends a little bit more than if you don't save the goal, there's like six players who are a little bit mad at you 
uh, it's it's not the same when they miss a shot in the other end because yeah okay that's a that's a risk and um, so I also think that again that the mentality and the gut feeling as a goalkeeper you have to you have to put in the in the pot before every game I draw my own uh, statistic analysis but you have you have to have your book in my opinion you have to use the statistic you have to use the tools and I would just love that the tools uh, gets uh, even better uh, to yeah, use. Yeah. Uh, when I was not that young, I, I've, I've you know clipped uh, matches on two uh, VCRs uh, <laughs> with uh, one TV and two VCRs where we did the, you know the the old tapes. And uh, I've always been drawing my own uh, lines and stuff like that. And and today there's a lot of people who have uh, iPads where they can do it and stuff like that. But I can feel that I'm the I'm really old school. Well, I think that that goalkeeping is well itself quite unique as a position, and there are limited actions. In the end, the goalkeeper has just one job to save the ball, which obviously makes it maybe easier, or at least the easiest position in handball to quantify with statistics. We already talked about that stats will get better and better with tracking numbers and, and whatever. Do you think or do you see a future for handball where Like it's done in baseball, where the actual scouting, the video gets less important and maybe even players are signed because as young players, they have very pro uh, promising statistics. It has proven to be better than the old school scouting with, with watching video. Do you see a future for that uh, in goalkeeping? Uh, that's a tough question. My, my first thought, and that's what you get in the beginning, is like, mm, no, I don't see that. And I'm, I'm I'm thinking of myself because when I when we look for a new goalkeeper, we look at the statistics. That's one part. Yeah. But I I need to see him. I need to uh, I need to. Uh, it's a stupid word, but it's uh, the best I have. I need to feel him. And also sometimes we also uh, scout a type of players, as you know, as for the group. So he may be not be the the best goalkeeper. He may be the second best goalkeeper, but his personality is perfect for for the group. And what we also look a lot of now, and that could also be a statistic, is that how fast can the goalkeeper after a save get in contact with the ball and bring it back back to play? And also, if we concede a goal, how fast can he bring it to the to the people in the, um, so we can make a, a fast break after a, a conceive the goal. That, that's really interesting because that's happened in basketball a little bit that they actually um, analyze point guards or the guys receiving the ball and sometimes how quickly after the opponent's basket, you know, they score and they attribute that to the point guard, the distribution, the, the speed. Yeah. And, you know, I, I thought again in the same way with when tracking, If it spreads from the Bundesliga to other areas and the GPS tracking, that would be something. And yeah, I think there are many teams that would certainly look for a goalkeeper who gets the ball back or the, the time between uh, this conceding a shot and taking a shot. If you could put that down to a goalkeeper that, you know, that's something a lot of teams would be interested in. I, I agree. And that's also why I said that the first thought in my head was was no. But actually, maybe my my I think that it will again be a part of the of the yeah, scouting yeah. process. And maybe, as you said, 
for for the the young hidden uh, mm. hidden talents that you may take a chance based on statistics uh, with a young goal goalkeeper and and hope that it will develop uh, through his senior uh, career. Yeah, I yeah I agree. I think it's something that's maybe difficult to completely say that people aren't going to be watched before they're signed. But I think the I mean, like we talked about before, it's a, a lot of people don't trust a lot of the statistics at the moment. So if nothing else, it will make this part of the recruitment more accurate. And you might get to a point where, okay, you get to your list of five and, okay, they're all, we like the look of them and the numbers are good. So then you can start trusting the numbers a little bit more. So I think, uh, you know, I can see that happening soon with, with better data, definitely. Perfect final statement uh, for today's episode. Thank you, Rasmus, for being our guest today. Thank you very much for having me. It's been uh, it's been fun, and uh, I hope you will have me back at uh, at some point, maybe to to discuss more statistics or something else. I'm I'm always happy to to say my opinion. Okay, and we'll be taking a a short break again tomorrow, but we'll be back on Saturday with uh, Dennis Jensen, trainer from or moving to uh, Lenvi Hamble in the men's Danish Liga after. Um, having some seasons with Ajax Copenhagen in the Women's League. Uh, we'll be looking at some shot quality and some differences between uh, the men's and women's statistics. Until then, as always, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Handballytics or go to our website, it's handballytics.de where you find well, all the stats that we're talking about daily for each game. Until then, see you the day after tomorrow. Bye.